This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Revelry with Will and High Five Tom. One. All right, what up, High Fivers? It's your boy, High Five Tom. I've got my good friend here, Mr. Will here, over in the good old New Hampshire, uh, the state that uh, is um, all this weather is caused by Joe Biden, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how, how Joe, Joe Biden fucked up your weather, Will, but sorry to hear that. You know the the weather's an inside job, Tom. Yeah, which I know that's a a common conspiracy, and people say that there's truth to it. I mean, it's who knows, but I mean, it's mid January, snow, slush, sleet. I mean, sounds I mean, like January to me. Yeah, I mean, you are at the. Yeah, the 40th parallel in January, so that usually, you know... And I, and trust me, I mean, I love my conspiracies, and I definitely have some off-the-fucking-wall ones, but that one's even beyond me. So if it's beyond me, that means you're a fucking crackpot, so... But, if you want to know the inside story to what Will and I are talking about, subscribe to our Patreon. I'm just kidding, we don't have a Patreon, so... But I still think if we could figure oh, out a way to, like, sell our text messages... Like you could be part of our text message. Nobody wants that. Respond. That'd be fun. Nobody wants those. I don't know. Kind of a big deal, Will. <sighs> but anyways, uh, <sighs> we both went to the comic book shop, and uh, before I do my my big uh, personal reveal here, um, Will, you you mentioned that you had purchased a. Uh, copy of uh this this week i also got my two copies yes you got the number three. that's number three that's the that's yep. the a cover i like the a cover a little more uh when i went in they only they had the b cover which is similar and i was, I was just gonna hold it up i don't have video up right now but, but yeah i really like where the story is going and i really like how Tinian writes the dialogue and it feels like actual people are talking. I wonder how that works. And it's, it, and it's a, a big difference compared to like I told you about this facsimile copy of Batman Beyond number one which is like, I mean the dialogue is kind of not the, it, it's not great. The dialogue is not great. 
Well, speaking of Batman, but as somebody who got their bachelor's degree in writing, there's a lot of people who struggle writing dialogue. I am. And there's there's only so much you can sit there and be like, people don't talk like that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Will, it's kind of funny that you mentioned Mr. James Tynan in Batman. Uh, I don't know if you remember on our trip, I picked the the first one up, but uh, probably got number two of this one. You did. So they yeah, got, got all that in the series at the at the comic book shop, but I didn't want to fork over a hundred bucks today. Yeah. I, I was kind of towing that line because they have they have more of the uh, the, the issues. Of their, I shouldn't say the issues. The uh, the hardcovers of Berserk, but it's like I can't justify spending fifty dollars on a book right now. Yeah. We'll so a couple things today, couple couple records. Oh, nice! And uh, go to the the LCS tomorrow. Yeah, I was trying. Yeah, I got a, I got the new junk aesthetic from every time I die, and I got in the the clearance bins. I got Procol Harum's greatest hits, and I got a copy of Tubular Bells. Oh shit! Huh. Yeah, that's kind of random. What you picked that up for? I mean, I mean, it's awesome, but I mean, just, I mean, why not? I was just trolling around through the the sale section. I mean, there's there's a lot of weird stuff in the sale section. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, I feel like if I read this name on paper, I would assume somebody's making shit up. Hmm. Like Martha and the muffins. Yeah. Swollen monkey. Huh. Yeah, because uh, my my new friends over at In Madness Pod just did a, a great review of The Exorcist, and uh, obviously the theme song of The Exorcist is To Be Rebel, so I just thought that was cool. And they also, a couple months ago, how I found out about said podcast, did a review of The Mist. Also, kind of serendipitous to this conversation. Um, have you ever seen the actual? So did you did you find it? Did you find it because you were looking up stuff about the mist and then found the podcast? No, I. Uh, um, what happened was I I found a. I think did did I find it or did you find it that picture of a, uh, David Drayton with the the four bullets and the gun thing. Did I send that to you, or did you send that to me? Oh, the... Um, like, toy thing? The, the toy thing? Yeah. I'm, I think I sent that to you. Okay, because I forwarded on to this group. I wasn't, paying, I, I wasn't paying attention to where it came from. I just saw it, and it's like, ah, oh, total. Okay. okay, yeah, I, th- I think you sent it to me, and then I... Yeah, I just shared it to uh, another podcast, uh, uh, the Red River uh, podcast, and then these guys are like, oh, that's crazy. We just did a review of this movie, and I'm like, oh, here we go. So, and I finally just listened to that episode because I know we were talking about it, but uh, we don't want to spoil too much because I don't know, man. I, I really enjoy that movie, Will. I mean, we'll we'll dive down in, into it on Sunday, but even if it's got Thomas Jane, we will. We will. Have you have you watched the Batman yet? No. Same podcast, too. 
Yeah, I did start uh, Batman Killing Joke though. On uh, HBO. Can't, can't can't go wrong. Yeah, I mean the Batman's definitely. I just finished uh, the first season of the, of the Punisher. God damn! I gotta watch that too. Cause I gotta I gotta watch Punisher and I've gotta watch Echo. Just came out. And like. I keep forgetting it's on Disney Plus. I'm like, holy fuck, because it's fucking violent. And that's that's coming from me. I was like, wow. Um, yeah. yeah so it's I, it's funny because it's like you when you hear ads for Echo, it says like make sure your like settings are set to adult or to mature so that you can stream it. So you don't have. Some small child going, Mommy, I want to watch this, this superhero show. Yeah. If I die, go to hell. Mommy, well, he killed that man. Yeah. But uh, Sunday, had the day off, uh, so just kind of did a whole lot of nothing. And, uh, Will, I read the last 300 pages of The Dark Tower. I'm now officially done with the series. 7,300 pages How do you feel? Do you feel like a, like there's a weight off your shoulders now that it's done? A little bit. Do you feel do you feel a void? No. Because I jumped right into my next book. I'm almost done with that one. It's an easy read, though. Um, have you ever seen Boardwalk Empire? I haven't, but um, one of my Twitter friends was posting about it the other day about how it, she felt like it was all everybody talked about when it was on, and then it just kind of like, well, I heard it was really good. It was okay. Um, I think it was kind of eh. And I know you haven't seen The Wire, but no, yeah, the, the book I'm reading is an autobiography. Michael K. Williams, and he played Omar in uh, The Wire. And then he was Chalky White in uh, Boardwalk Umpire. So, it's a heavy book. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 kind of weird because it's the first time since May of 2020 I don't have a ser- like a book series I'm in the middle of. Like, I finished all my Daniel Silva books. I finished all my Tom Clancy, Jack Ryan books. Now I finished all... These dark tower books, and I was just like, oh, no, I'm just reading books because they're, you know, that's what's next on the milk grade. So it was definitely interesting. I can see how people um, would not like the ending, but then, you know, I hated the ending of The Sopranos when I first watched it, but then when I rewatched it, I'm like, oh, that's fucking brilliant. So, yeah, I'm a lot, glad. Of, a lot of hubbub I mean, about the end of that Sopranos. What's that? Said a lot of hubbub about the ending of the Sopranos. Yeah. I liked it, but I mean it was just like I said for you know the Sopranos, well speaking of investing time, because I watched the Sopranos in real time, so I'm like I'm waiting like, you know, two years in between fucking seasons. Like, god damn. So that's why I, I won't do that again. So there's a couple series I, I have to wait till the end. And I wait till the end to watch Breaking Bad, so. 
but then you were telling me there's a Stephen King Dark Tower Marvel series, right? No, the camera's not on. My rude wife who just barges in and tells me to get out of the room without any warning. Hi, Brittany. She can't hear you. I've got headphones on. No, that's true. Well, Tara, I'm leaving. She, she, so she usually sends me a text like, "Hey, can we swap rooms or something so I can start like unplugging cords and no, like." What do you say? No, go back to the other room. No, what do you say? No, we're not having a marital spat on the podcast. No, I want to know what he said. I'm not fighting with you. I'm fighting with him. He said hi, Brittany, and I said she can't hear you. I got no, headphones Tom, on. I said hi. He's nice. Tom is nice. <laughs> that was funny. So yeah, uh, Dark Tower. I mean, all uh, and if you throw in the stand, it's over eight thousand pages. But uh, it was fun. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the like the horror fantasy stuff, so that stuff kind of messes me up. But you know, it's yeah, good. I haven't read it. I've I've heard. I was told I'd like it. My my aunt's read it. Mount's big Stephen King fan. She's she's read all of those. I think more than once. Yeah, people say they read the read of books. Yes, there is a Marvel published Dark Tower series. Yeah, and uh, Faith found that at the comic book shop today. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm not over this now. So. Yeah, but it's, it's it's kind of fun. I mean, it's, you don't have to commit to all of it either, right? You could you could pick a couple and see see how it how they adapted it and be like, you know, I won't see how they do this. What was that? Sorry, I broke up a little bit. I said you can always grab like a trade or something and just kind of like see if it's some see if it like if it like hits the same spot. Cause I mean, you could read it and be like, eh, not really doing it for me. Yeah. You might even be able to get it through your public library. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll probably end up getting them. So I mean, it's just something different. So now that I'm into the comic books, and it was just kind of ironic that, you know, I finished it and then yeah, face like, Oh, look, there, there's more for you. I'm like, man, there, there's always more. I, I pre-ordered a series the other day because I saw it was coming out. I'm like, you know what? That sounds really interesting. And I was posting about it in one of the groups I'm in, and they're like, oh, well, are you? did you get the other series that like is the side-by-side -side companion series? It goes from the other character's point of view. I said, well, son of a bitch, I guess I've got to get that too. <laughs> wasn't on the list. Wasn't planning on it. Wasn't planning on this. Like Every time I say... I got subscriptions winding down. Series are going to be, you know, I'm going to have less on my plate. Nope. It's like it's like one ends and like three more roll in. It's like this is why I need the filing cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. So, goddamn it, marketplace, you know, find will a a goddamn filing cabinet that's within you know 700 miles of your house. I mean, there's some. It's a lot of them are in mass, and it's like. I don't really want to drive like an hour for it. You know what I mean? 
especially why Joe Biden's president. You want him driving that far because you never know what the weather's going to do. The inflation. Because, like, if I just go to, if I go to Amazon, right, and I just look up a filing cabinet, like, the of the top three that it shows me, only one of them is under $100 for a two-drawer filing cabinet. Hmm. I mean, one of them is pretty spiffy. But at the same time, it's like, Or I can go to Facebook Marketplace and I can get one. And like a lot of them go for like 80, but it's like I go to Facebook Marketplace and get one 25. Yeah, but you could probably find one at a thrift shop too. Yeah. Just keeping my eyes peeled. The the owner of the my comic shop said that if I find that I'm missing anything to let him know and he can try to reorder stuff, so it's like I need to like go through and take stock of what I got <laughs> yeah. to even see if I am missing stuff. Because <laughs> there's some stuff that's like, am I missing this or do I just not remember picking it up? Because I pick up so much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta call the other shop because again, the the shop I go to is related to the Spider Man shop, but the Spider Man shop's the main one, but. I gotta call them about pre-ordering that uh, Daniel Warren Johnson um, Justice League King Kong Godzilla thing. So keep forgetting to do that. So that's number six too, I think. Right? I believe that's what you said. Yeah. Yeah, because number four just came out. So it sure did. Ugh. But will. Um, I think we have a couple of questions of dishonor this week, don't we? Yeah, I guess we do, right? Yeah. We have questions from SJ at Carnival of Chaos and from All Reliable, UTT Rob. How do we how do we want to go through these? Well, since we do got we want to do one of S, do we want to do one of SJ's Robs and the other one of SJ's, or do we want to do SJ's and then Robs? Yeah, let's let's do an SJ sandwich. I think. Yeah. 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 Sorry. So SJ's first question from. Long ago, long, long ago, January 11th, almost one week ago. Yeah, we had no snow. Siblings as tag teams are, that's right. Siblings as tag teams are very common nowadays. What are your guys' pair of siblings versus pair of siblings dream match? Any? wrestling promotion. Interesting. I mean, the, I mean, the dream match was, you know, and we'll get to it here in a couple of years, but just watching the Young Bucks and the Briscoes was always magic. 
I mean, what, what more? I mean, I feel like that's what other answer could there be? I think, obviously, you know, this is this is the one year anniversary of Jake Bristol's, um, you know, death. And uh, before we start recording, Mark, I watched the Mark Briscoe promo, and you know, Will gets on a call, and I'm fucking crying my eyes out because of fucking Mark Briscoe, cocksucker. Um, I mean that in the nicest way possible. Um, I'm trying to think of sibling tag teams. There's the Creed brothers in NXT. That that was my thing is trying to think of teams that are actually siblings, brothers. <laughs> I just found out five years ago that all the Andersons weren't actually related. So Ole and Arn Anderson aren't actually related. Um, you know, obviously you got the Usos. So let's so in our swimming pool, right? We got Briscoes, we got Usos. I mean, Briscoes, Usos could have been good shit. Yeah. If we want to, if if time isn't an issue, I mean, we could bring in like Von Eriks. Yeah. Or I mean, temporarily, right? There's the MLW Von Eriks. Yeah. I've never I've never seen him wrestle, so I don't know if they're any good or not. But you know, I know Tony likes him. I'm gonna cheat here a little bit and ask the Google machine. Wow. Nick and Nick and uh, I was gonna say Nick and Ryan Nemeth. Ooh. If only Ryan Nemeth was any good. I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm sure he's great. I mean, yeah, there's Cody and Dustin. They're funny examples. I know they're brothers, but I feel like they don't strike me as brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes sense, like Mark and Jay were like obviously brothers. Cody, Cody and Dustin. It's like I know they're they're siblings, but it's like there's a, and I don't know if it's just because I think Dustin, I think Goldust, and it's like I can't think about him being like. Well, there's such a big age difference. Um, Huge age difference. Because I, you know, and not to be this guy, because I mean, I was kind of out of wrestling. I heard Cody Rhodes is wrestling. I just assumed he was Dustin's son. Because he was wrestling, obviously, with Ted DiBiase Jr. and Randy Orton, you know, and, you know, and Dustin was kind yeah. of, you know, was wrestling at the same time. You know, Dustin was wrestling with Ted DiBiase, you know, at that same time. So, You know, I didn't know Booker T and Stevie Ray from Harlem Heat were actual brothers. I didn't know that either. Um, 
Oh, hi, Smokes. What are you doing there, kiddo? Sticking your butt in my face? Um, obviously, we're not going to talk about the... I mean, there's the Steiner brothers. I mean, just, I mean... Jane oh, Morgan. man. Briscoe, Briscoe Steiner brothers? Let's take my money. Yeah, I was a big Steiner brothers fan as a kid. Hmm. Kind of shit in the bed on this question. I'm thinking current day. I, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I feel like we're not, we haven't even started shitting until we got to Rob's question. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Roosh and Dragon Lee aren't a tag team right now, but that would be fun. But they were. A fun match with the Creed Brothers versus the Steiners too. I've never seen a Creed's brother Creed brother match, so I don't. I wouldn't. Oh, really? Those kids are good. One of them is like a lot better than the other, but I mean they're they're definitely a lot. Uh, Brock Lesnar light for sure, in a good way. But I think my ultimate answer, I think, is the Steiner Brothers versus Mark and Jay. Works for me. Yeah, the, the, the actual sibling tag teams is with a lot of the teams that come to mind that's like, oh, they're brothers, like, oh, they're not actually brothers, though, are they? <laughs> like you like you kind of think FTR are brothers, but they're just, you know, but they're not. Right. They almost they almost strike me more as brothers than like Cody and Dustin. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Hart Foundation, I mean, they weren't technically brothers. I think the Anvil was married to one of Brett's sisters, I think. Does that count? Yeah, like, we, we had that picture that you commented on earlier on Facebook, like, you know, Hawk and Animal, they weren't brothers either. Nope. I'd yeah. never seen Hawk without the without the gimmick on. Yeah, and Weird. the key pull-off's really not a Russian. Who knew? Nope, all the, all the WWF Russians are just from the Midwest. Yeah. So, well, SJ, sorry we did not get to your question earlier, um, but hopefully that suffices. I mean, you know. Scott. It's all right. It's my fault. I said I was going to do something about this this question of dishonor, cleaning up stuff, being more present on social media, and I've just been out to lunch as far as that goes. I mean, we should really just hire SJ to do our social media in general, but... I feel like I just need to set a timer, or like set a chunk of time on my out of my day. It's like, this is going to be my Ring of Honor revelry social media hour. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta be better at that too. But uh, what's Rob's question this week? Alright, Tom. How uh, how familiar... I You know, everybody's pretty familiar with, with Batman's rogue gallery. Oh. How familiar are you 
with the Flash's rogue gallery. Because Rob says, with all the Flash talk on 1.107, who from the Ring of Honor 2014 roster would you cast in roles of Flash villains, Captain Cold, the Trickster, etc.? Oh. So we, 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 we can tag team this one. So the the if we're talking flash villains, the ones I feel like we need to talk are would be a uh, Gorilla Grodd. I'm pretty sure is a flash villain. At least he is in the new one. Which again is a bummer. I read the first issue of the new Flash series, and I'm like, yeah, this is okay. But I didn't keep pulling it, and now I've heard it's really good. But now we're like six issues in, and I'm like, I can't, I can't commit to that many. So we have, we have a gorilla grod, so super intelligent gorilla. Wait, Tony, the Tony Z is a fucking uh, villain in the Flash, Magenta. Whoa, whoa, Magenta got some explaining to do. Yeah. All right. Well, I pulled it up here because unfortunately I don't know shit about the Flash, but. You got Captain Cold, who's like, discount Mr. Freeze. You got Captain Boomerang, who's an Australian guy who throws boomerangs. I bet TMDK isn't around anymore, but... I mean, this Gorilla Grodd guy, I mean, definitely that's got to be Michael Elgin, right? I, I mean, if you want to say that Michael Elgin's a hyper-intelligent grill. Oh. He, I mean, he's probably the only one that really fits it. Unless, because Steen isn't really like, like Steen's not dumb, but he's not like evil genius level either. Truth Martini as a hyper intelligent girl <laughs> would be something. All right. Um. There's our so the trickster. Then there's the trickster who's like kind of like a joker. The Justice League animated series had him be like he's kind of mentally ill where he doesn't necessarily realize that he's like put on the costume and has gone out like doing stuff. I'm going to say Matt Taven. So, some semi semi problematic, but realistically, not really that big of a problem. <laughs> I mean, I am an asshole if I book the 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 Black Flash as Jay Lethal. Why? Because he's black. Wow. I'm just kind of you know. Oh, and there's Zod. They're not. The thing is, name. This is his name's not Zod. There's a Zoom. There's like. There's like an evil inverse Flash. Reverse Flash. What's his fucking name? That's gonna piss me off. I don't remember. 
I just rewatched all these DC animated shit not that long ago. I should know this. Because part of me, I want to say Zod, but Zod is from, yeah, Superman. Yeah. That ain't right. All right, I'm gonna oh. look up. I'm gonna look up through what? here. Reverse flash. So reverse flash is flash from an alternate world where he's a bad guy. I mean, Captain Cold, I mean, that sounds like fucking Jimmy, Jimmy Jacobs to me. Yeah, he throws, throws on a parka. He's got a little ice laser gun. Yeah. All right, so I got Jimmy Jacobs as Captain Cold. I got Matt Taven as... You know, BJ Whitmer kind of has reverse Flash vibes. Mm, okay. Especially with what's going on now, huh? Yeah. There's a really cool one. I don't remember the name of... So, spoiler alert for Flashpoint. I mean, it came out like 20 years ago. So, I guess... Sorry if this is a spoiler, but... Towards the end of Flashpoint, he gets shot by Thomas Wayne. Because in the Flashpoint universe, Bruce dies in the alleyway, Martha Wayne becomes the Joker, and Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. So Thomas Wayne shoots reverse Flash. And in one of the animated films, he's reverse Flash is still alive, and he's using the speed force to pretty much keep his brain from bleeding out. But he drips on occasion because if he doesn't like have his pure attention on it, the bullet will keep going through his brain. It's brutal. Yeah. Hey, maybe we're not shooting the bet on Rob's question this time. Maybe we're doing all right. <laughs> I mean, you're definitely kind of leading the way here, so. All right, Black Flash, not Jay Lethal. <laughs> but, but this is gonna sound terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm not super Flash heavy. Is Black Flash though really just a Black Flash? Uh, the Black Flash is a fictional comic book character. La da da da. Well, he basically fills, fulfills the same role as Death. It says, for those who possess super speed in the DC universe, return return the speedster to their power source, the speed force. Ooh, actually, I mean that does sound like Jay Lethal, to be honest with you. Ooh, created by Grant Morrison and Mark Millar. Yeah, Mark Mark Millar is kind of at this point, but Grant Morrison is aces. So it's and death. Yeah. So yeah, and Jay Lethal there is uh, is uh. As Black Flash, the death certainly bores me to death. Hey, oh, that was a Got very good uh, segue, by the way. Will got him. 
You know, I mean, you're going to have to watch a lot of Jay Lethal here for the next three or four years, by the way, Will, so. There, there's a lot of flash for the rest of the time we, or not a lot of flash, a lot of Jay Lethal for the rest of the time we do this podcast. Yep. And I'm okay with that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, as always, yeah, thank you, Rob. You know, maybe, maybe I'll come around on it, you know, who knows? I Maybe I got to read more flash. You're so, listen, I mean, yeah, just, I mean, kind of circling back. My, my, my biggest exposure to the Flash was I had a co-worker named Sam. And uh, his kids had a guinea pig, and the guinea pig's name was the Flash. Interesting. Um, but as always, like I said, if you're not listening uh, to Rob's podcast and everything. Uh, like I said, they are done with their first season of Unstacking the Territory, so they're going back. Uh, him and Dan are going back to their uh, their first and last of wrestling, uh, so make sure you are following them. And if you're not following, I know a lot of the high-fivers are following uh, Untaking the Territory on Twitter. It's a great read if you need a fucking daily laugh. That's good for that, so uh, thanks for that. But SJ's got a second question, I believe. Yes, and SJ's other question is we're it's pizza time, Tom. If we're making our own perfect pizza based on ROH wrestlers' personalities, what wrestlers would be what toppings? So her example is Jay Briscoe would be pepperoni because he's got a strong and spicy personality. I mean, so we not only have to assign talent to pizza toppings but they have to come together on the pizza I mean I think we know what the the true question here is like if you read between the lines who's the who's the pineapple on the pizza Tom which full disclosure love me some pineapple on pizza I don't love pineapple on pizza, but I got I got no I got no heat with it. If somebody shows up at my front door with a gluten-free crust, bacon, jalapeno, pineapple, I'll do probably whatever you ask me to. <laughs> uh, you lost me in jalapeno, but everything else I'm in, I'm in on. Oh, you got the sweet, the heat, the salt. Oh, so yeah. good. You know me, Will. I, I, mean, I can't do the heat. I mean, Jay Lethal obviously would be black olives. I was going to say green peppers, but why do they have to be black you know, olives? Why can't they be green olives? Because black olives suck. Gr green olives on a pizza? Get the fuck out of here. Who's putting green olives on a pizza? You People probably did. People from America. <laughs> Fun fact, pizza... Is how I knew I had uh, Crohn's and celiac. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Shouts why out to shouts out to Pam's Pizza and Subs in Swanton, Vermont. <laughs> their their bacon cheeseburger pizza. It was so good. Like I can still remember, like every, like the crust, everything. Like it's so vivid in my mind. But that is the thing that like triggered, like bad. I would got so sick after eating it. So good though. All right. Well, I don't do this very often, but I'm definitely vetoing Jay Lethal in the black 
dogs, and I'm definitely giving Jay Lethal the green peppers. I guess that's fine. I guess that's fine. I don't know why I'm feeling this is kind of inappropriate, but for some odd reason, I'm, I'm envisioning Tomasa Ciampa as the sauce because he's been definitely kind of saucy lately. That's, a, that's a, also a very... Do you consider sauce a pizza topping? No, I guess not. Because I mean, you could have different... It's kind of almost more like the base, right? Yeah, I mean, there's different sauces. Unless, I mean, there, there's the, what is it, the Chicago style where they put the, the sauce on top. Yeah. Like all the, the cheese and whatever is like casserole underneath. All right. Um, what else we got? So, oh, we didn't even figure out who the pineapple is yet, huh? Who's the pineapple? It works there, but a lot of people don't. Uh... It's contentious. Oh, Mabel. Not the romantic touch. I can't wait to talk about that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was today years old, and I figured out he didn't have to change all his initials on his tights, but we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, why am I envisioning, envisioning Adam Page as the pineapple? Just sweet, you know, reliable, you know, good filler. I mean, Jimmy Jacobs had some words about him being being a choice this week, right? So, I mean, I, I could see that. Okay, so we got we read between the lines. We got the main the main question. So we got Jay Briscoe as pepperoni. I mean, what else do you put on your pizza? I mean, shit, it depends. Like I said, my, my go-to is the bacon pineapple jalapeno. But then you have the Miko Maestro, which is the pepperoni jalapeno. Right? Is that what it was? I think so. Was it bacon bacon or Canadian bacon? For me, it's, it's like American bacon. Canadian bacon is basically just ham, right? Yeah. Some pork roll for our new for our New Jersey contingency. Hmm. All right. Um, who's bacon? This is gonna this is gonna sound like such a fat ass thing to say, but my favorite pizza right now is from this place in town called Ricochets. Pew pew. <laughs> um, I get Brock. I get um. God's gonna make me sound so fat. <laughs> the the white sauce, broccoli, chicken. <laughs> I approach get chicken broccoli Alfredo. Or no, it's ranch, chicken bacon ranch and broccoli. And ranch sauce instead of the, the red sauce. 
Dude, that's, that's actually sounds relatively healthy. I don't know where... No, what are you talking about, Will? Wow, the, the ranch isn't terribly healthy. It's delicious. One day I got two of them and I ate them both. And yeah. it was one of those things where I could eat more than one, but two was probably too much. And then less than an hour later, Brittany's like, hey, do you want to meet me somewhere and grab dinner? It's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am not leaving. Oh, we did. We went to Red Robin. I put down some food there, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why we're friends, Will. All right, who's the bacon here? Is it Mark Briscoe? No, he's the chicken. You got me there. Would it be Silas Young because he's salty? Ooh. Yeah. All right, so we got Silas. So we got Adam Page. We've got... Well, I don't like green peppers on my pizza. We got Adam Page. We got Silas. We got Jay Briscoe. Hey, so we would assign somebody to be jalapeno. So right now, like my my go to pizza would be a Silas Young, Adam Page, and whoever is jalapenos. Um, spicy, and I hate. I don't really hate anybody in Ring of Honor right now. Smokes. Say hi to Uncle Will. No, too busy. You got cat shit to do. Yeah. Smokes. All right. So who's the jalapeno? I mean, would it be Matt Hardy? All the heat. Ooh. Well done. Man, my pizza doesn't sound as good anymore if I think about it as a Adam Page, Silas Young, Matt Hardy pizza. I Damn. Think it will. It's the it's the ASM pizza. So next time you go to the pizza shop, order the ASM pizza. One time, Brittany sent me out. She wanted me to get these loaded French fries from this place called Blue House that's around the corner from where our apartment is. So she asked for these loaded fries and pickles. But when I read the text, I read the pickles as one of the things she wanted on the loaded French fries. Did they put she said it wasn't bad. I mean, pickles are good on everything. You ever had pickles on pizza? I I haven't tried the pickles on pizza, but I do like, like, Brittany says she loves pickles, but she's not a lover of all pickles. She doesn't like sweet pickles, where it's like, oh, fuck around. Any pickle, like, bring it, bring it here. You got some bread and butters? Bring it over here. You got some, some zesty garlics? Bring it over here. Yeah, I forgot. We got to get Aunt Money Her back. favorite one. We have these spicy ones that she likes, but they're small batch. So you get a jar, it might be like, ooh, this is mint. And then you get the next jar, and you're like, yeah, this one could be a little better. Yeah, we got some spicy pickles in our, in our refrigerator right now. Then, yeah, 
face got to work on it because they're a little they're a little much for me. But yeah, we gotta get Aunt Money back on the show. Gotta ask him about his thoughts on hollows. I forgot to ask him. So, um, yes, he smokes. Do you put green olives on your pizza? No. Okay. I mean, I would. I probably have. Like, it. I know, I know you could. It's one of those things where, like, I know you could, but it's like for every reason, like black olives are the only olives I think of when I think about like a hot food application. Like when I think green olives, I'm thinking more like hors d'oeuvres or like snack kind of thing. You know what I mean? Green olives on pizza. Get one of those big bastards that has like the whole clove of garlic in the middle, and you just. Can you put green olives on a pizza? Yeah. I mean, you can put anything you want on a pizza. Yeah, it looks like a lot of vegetarian, like a vegan pizzas, will put green olives to the black olives. I don't know why, but. Olives. Oh, rule the world. But obviously, thank you, SJ, um, former guest of the show, and uh, look on some future SJ and I5 Tom content coming in the very near future here. But uh, make sure you follow SJ at the Carnival of Chaos. Uh, she is pretty much our uh, our social media guru uh, here on there, so she's always supporting us on, on social media because neither Will and I are very good at it. So, um, Will, I know. Is she, is she our biggest fan? I don't know if we really want to qualify that because that's the worst, you know. That's a, right. That's a, we don't. I don't want to. I don't want to make waves. But she's definitely our biggest fan via Twitter, if that makes sense. I mean, she posts more about us than we do. So she does. Like I said, I'm going to start setting aside an, an hour every day where I just go on and start shit, and I'll start. Signing off on all the posts is Tom, so just in case I catch catch the meat. The the dead dash 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 H five T. Um, I know we have That's one more right. question to dishonor, uh, but we're gonna take a quick break here, and uh, we're gonna get into that because I have a feeling we're gonna deep dive into that question. Uh, and that's gonna lead us right into TV. Uh, but before we do here, I just want to shout out all the great shows here on Visionaries Global Media. Uh, there is a new Phoenix Splash podcast episode that came out this week, uh, so make sure you're checking that out. Uh, band from Ringside did their uh, their Beefer Awards. Even though they shit over all over my uh, ZSJ as the most underrated wrestler for two, 2023, but that's ne neither here nor there. Uh, Brainbuster Boys are hopefully coming back soon. Uh, Matt Ryan and Graham are over at Good Cop, Bad Cop. Um, I know Chan Diesel are hopefully doing a final uh, view from the top of the goalpost. Uh, big things going on at the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. Uh, but make sure you check out all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. And we will catch everybody on the other side for Brundon's Question of Dishonor and some Ring of Honor TV.
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. 
Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. All right, high fivers, we're back in this. So make sure you enjoy all the great shows are on the Shining Wizards Network. But uh, Will, we've got one more question of dishonor from the third member of Ring of Honor Reverie, our good friend Brundon, who is also on Shining Wizards uh, this week. Make sure you check that out. Sporting a very, very Green Bay Packers hat. If you weren't watching. <laughs> Oh my goodness, what was happening? What was that? It it didn't stop. Oh my god, I can't it won't go away. Oh my god, what is happening? Okay. Um but real quick, our question from Brandon is um oh shit. It's booking our own top prospect tournament for 2024 Ring of Honor. Could be anyone that's anyone not, signed to a not signed to a major fit. So I did a unique spin on mine, uh, but I'm going to bust out Brundon's here real quick. Um, all right, here's my tournament, boys. Alex Price versus Mysterious Q from Texas. Shane Mercer versus Darius Carter. Jordan Oliver versus the one called Manders. And Mao from DT versus Atticus Kroger. And then we've got Alex Price and Jordan Oliver going on. And Shane Mercer versus Mao both going forward. And then Alex Price over Mercer in the finals. Both are so good. And yeah, Shane Mercer is a fucking beast. Um, coming to a local show. Uh, here in the near future. Also, by the way, Mr. Shamer, so I just can't mention who. He's a, he's a, he's a strong fella. Yeah. He's um, what some would call a specimen. Yeah, for sure. So, what are you doing, Smokes? What are you doing? We'll do, we'll do treats after I'm done talking up the world. Come here. All right, Will. So I, uh, I have my eight entrants, but I haven't booked the tournament yet. Um, but you want to do yours first? I can do mine. All right. Here's my top prospect tournament. I don't, I don't know how, uh, what, what folks are going to think of this, but here's, here's my rundown. I've got war horse. Ooh. Good pick. Um, and we're just going to rip off this bandaid, right? I, I said in the group chat, that there's one that I picked purely just because I find them grossly entertaining. And I'm also trying to build the story for this, uh, for all this stuff here. Yeah. Uh, but so Warhorse, his opponent in the first round is Great Opossum. That's awesome. We got Warhorse is kind of on a tear now. He's, I'm not totally sure if he's necessarily a heel, but you know he's kind of ditched the, the 
the the the heavy metal like red and gold goofy slim jim whatever yeah because he's not even doing the makeup anymore is he no he and it's been really cool so he's he's paired off against Grodo possum the disrespect he feels to be paired off against some goofy character like the great opossum so like he's gonna like pull the tail he's gonna probably curb stomp joey like he's just gonna be a, a real monster about it and speaking of monsters our next round matchup we have a fellow named mortar who is uh from the new england area kind of like a michael kind of short stocky he he does a couple top rope moves, but just kind of big strong man. Okay. And I've got him paired off against O'Shea Edwards. Ooh shit! Grandma like that. So fellow named Mortar taking on the American Kaiju, and the American Kaiju is going to go over to face Warhorse in the next round. Nice. All right. Next we've got we got. We got bills to pay and bounties to collect. I've got CPA against the bounty hunter Brian Keith. Oh shit! And uh, CPA, you know, it's great for everybody's going to have a great laugh. But uh, the bounty hunter is going to collect on CPA. Moving on to the semifinal matchup, and then uh, I also have Alec Price in my tournament because. I mean, it's been brought up on the show before, but Alec Price is really fucking good. Um, and I've got him going. I hemmed and hawed about who I wanted to have in this last spot. Because it was either, either going to be I was going to cycle out Mortar or I was going to cycle out um, this guy. Because I kind of wanted to put Dan Barry in. Mm, okay. But um, I figured I'd go with somebody, no offense, Mr. Barry, somebody a little younger. So kind of like, this is kind of my, my I love you to uh, the Massachusetts area scene. So I've got Alec Price and JT Dunn. Oh, nice. And uh, Alec Price is going to go over there, face the bounty hunter in the next round. And I, I have a I have Warhorse overcoming the odds, taking down the American Kaiju, and he's going to face the Bounty Hunter in the finals. Ooh, okay. I haven't decided because as much as I would love for Warhorse to go over. I just don't know if I could put Warhorse over Brian Keith. I mean, does it make a make a different choice if uh, we know Brian Keith is pretty much signed with AEW slash Ring of Honor? I mean, I still feel like I can confidently I could do Warhorse because that would just be like the cementing of this change was the good change. Yeah. So Warhorse Jake Parnell goes over and 
is your 2024 top prospect Ring of Honor tournament winner? Ring of yes, Honor. Sir. Nice. All right. Well, me being Mr. Miss, Mr. McSmarky Pants, unfortunately, uh, this list is going to not go, um, go over most people's heads. Uh, but I picked all ICW Milwaukee wrestlers in a top prospect tournament. Um, several of these are former guests of um, several of our shows. Uh, but I've got in the first round, I've got CJ Cole uh, versus Marvelous Ethan Matthews. I've got the outlaw Sia Kendricks taking on Sierra, uh, a first female on the top prospect tournament. Uh, I've got Chucky Bates going on against the Spectre Jade Mercer. And then in a tag teams explode match, I got Wa Ming versus Josiah Ventura from TAU. Uh, first match, uh, I've got CJ Cole uh, going over Ethan Matthews uh, by the skin of his teeth. Uh, then I've got ICW Milwaukee World Champion Zach Hendricks uh, defeating Sierra. And then in a hell of a match, I got Chucky Bates going over former ICW Milwaukee champion Jaden Mercer uh, to go to the semifinals. And then Wa Bing beats his tag team partner Josiah by the skin of his teeth. Uh, so then in the semifinals, I got CJ Cole upsetting uh, Zach Hendricks. And then I've got Chucky Bates. Uh, beaten Wah, and then in the finals, Chucky Bates versus CJ Cole, a match you can see in um, in the real life sometime in the near future. I got CJ Cole going over, and CJ Cole is your 2024 Ring of Honor Revelry Top Prospect Champion. So, yeah, that's what I got, Will. So, and we are going to do our Women of Honor tournament uh, via Twitter. One of these days, um, I know we've been talking about that will for what about a year and a half now. Yeah, um, your boy high five Tom, or uh, maybe SJ can help us out. We just gotta figure out how to do a poll on Twitter, and then uh, I think you can just I want to say it's like Facebook where you just kind of type out like a question, I think it gives you the prompt to do poll. Really? Okay. Oh, uh, so like if you go to compose Tom, so if you go to compose a tweet, right? Yeah. And then that little bar where it has like the 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 slots for where it has like to add an image or whatever, there's looks like a little bullet points. If you click that, it'll say ask a question, you can put choices down. This is easy. <laughs> has it really been this easy the entire time? Yeah. All right, what's happening? So, where do I go? All right, so Tom, oh my right, God, you... right where it says poll. Yeah. Oh, fuck right off. Okay. <sighs> wow. Okay. Um. Uh, how do we want to do this, Will? Wars and I get submit four women. You were gonna submit four women, and Bruno's gonna submit four women. So it'd be twelve. So that means I mean we could do twelve. But that means somebody would get because you have a three. You could have a three way dance for a final. 
threw it in for a final or somebody gets a buy. Yeah. Do we want to ask the high fivers for four? Yeah. So would it be like we put we each pick our four and then kind of like the four honorable mentions go or the honorable mentions go up and then people vote in. I don't know. Let me sleep on it. We'll figure it out. Good thing we don't have a uh, a deadline for this. No, because we that probably would have expired about eighteen months. Probably, I mean that was probably episode like twenty one, twenty two. <laughs> um, but we're just doing obviously um, women that aren't in WWE in twenty fourteen, right? It's probably really the only requirement. Yeah, sure. Okay. Sweet. All right, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen, Will. So. We're going to book the first Woman of Honor 2014 finally. But before we do that, Will, we actually have a rather interesting episode of TV. Uh, Ring of Honor TV episode 122. Uh, we're still in Nashville. Original air date uh, January 19th. Or actually January 18th. Uh, so 10 years ago today as we record. Um, 2014. Um well, real quick, so we got Steve Carino, Kevin Kelly, and Nicole. We're still in Nashville. Uh, we got an open around tournament, and, and and I would say, and Prince Nana, Prince Nana's at the booth too. Yep, Prince Nana's there because we do have a couple right off the bat of uh, top prospect tournaments. Uh, but the aforementioned romantic touch uh, takes on Andrew Everett. Will, are you kind of familiar with Andrew Everett at all? I feel like I am. Has has have we seen him on? Ring of Honor prior? So. Um, the name I, is definitely familiar. The name definitely rings a bell. Yeah, because, I mean, I think he's like 20. I mean, he's been pro since 07. Um, I should have wrote this down, but, uh, but he's only t like 21. So that means he's 31 right now in the real life. I'm pretty sure oh, Andrew... So he did some, some grind. He did some AEW... He's, yeah, he's he was on some Noah. Yeah, he dynamite. Him and uh, yeah, him and Trevor Lee were attached at the hip for a long time. Is he still wrestling? It's gotta be. Andrew Everett's still wrestling. He's they've got him down for uh under January eighteenth, twenty twenty four. They've got him down for Honor Club forty seven. TNA Impact and WWE main event. Motherfucker is born in 1992. So he's a year younger than me. Hey, the former Impact World Champion. Yeah, because him and Trevor Lee were pretty tight. And I know they did a bunch of shit. In that's where I remember. That's where I know the name from. Yeah. He was really good. He kind of has a Chris Hero-ish look to him. And then uh, the romantic touch. And um, so, 
Uh, you're pretty familiar with a romantic touch in general, aren't you, Will? This is kind of right up your alley. I, I, I started dabbling in Ring of Honor a bit around the time of this tournament. Romantic touch. So, do we want to jump ahead and talk about? Do, are we going to address the elephant in the room about who, how they addressed? Who the romantic um, touches? Yeah, if you, I can't tell if I like it or not. I'm a little torn on it, right? Because we're we're coming out of this this these post these post scum shenanigans, right? And it's like Steve Carino's time. Like, oh, I haven't been around, you know. I don't know what's uh, what happened. And by, it's by all the way, to like the Claudio Castagnoli just beat Andrew Everett on TV last week. Yeah. It's on the cage match. Interesting. Sorry, Steve Steve Carino post-scum has kind of like not acknowledged that scum happened. Right. Which which cracks me the fuck up. It's part of the settlement that Veda Scott helped him helped him get, right? So it was kind of weird that during this match that uh, Veda Scott comes out and says this tournament is farce. Because she said she wasn't in it. Artie Evans wasn't in it. And she's like, it's red tight. It's in a mask. <laughs> and she points out, she's got I think Karina points out on commentary, he's like, he's got RT on the trunks. And then one point he does a drop kick, like, wow, what a drop kick. <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about the fact that they just had Veda Scott just come right out and be like, that's Rhett Titus in a mask. <laughs> like, they didn't even let it go for, like, a week and have her be like, guys, are you, it's, it's Rhett Titus. Like, come on. Yeah, and I can't believe this. I didn't put two and two together of the RT right off the bat. I don't know how I missed that. Um, but uh, yeah, real quick. I mean, solid match, you know. Uh, but in the end, you know, uh, the romantic touch uh, starts thrusting his hips over at Beta. You know, more uh, sexual assault here going on at Ring of Honor, and uh, there's a um, Prince Nana. Oh, he's blowing kisses and stuff. He's blowing kisses and stuff, and see, like, I think you're pregnant now. Yeah, I was like, whoa, wow, okay then. Um, yeah, and then there's a lot of smack in the buttocks, but in the end, uh, you know, Andrew Everett rolls up Rhett Titus, and uh, Rhett Titus or uh, Andrew rolls Everett, up who? I'm sorry, romantic touch, romantic touch. I'm sorry, uh, is, uh, is rolled up, and Andrew Everett is going over, and uh, he is facing the winner. Of our next match, which is Warbeard Hansen uh, versus Cheeseburger in the first round matchup. But before we get there, uh, we had a Rick real, a real quick replay of Final Battle. Um, you know when uh, Whitmer was okay. so, so, had... I just I just want to oh, sorry say like this was a really good match. A lot of cool moves from Andrew Everett. The move that stuck out the most to me though was the the. The back springboard elbow thing that Romantic Touch did that just like 
where he like shot backwards off the rope into the back elbow and just like crushed the kid. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, you know, and this will be a common theme for the show, a bit short for my liking. Um, I wonder if we're gonna go to this four match format going forward, Will. Uh, but we'll discuss that after we kind of go over everything. But uh uh anything here else? I'm sorry, I, I kind of skipped over a bunch of will, but anything else from that match before we go on? My bad. No, I know we, we just talked a lot about the the right Titus Rank touch stuff. I didn't just didn't want to get away from the fact that this was a really good match. Yeah. Um and listen, in my defense, listen, when I was doing my rewatch, I was a bit distracted, so I did not get through this as much as I should have. I got kind of stuck working a little bit later. It, it, it might be my match of the year so far. Wow. For Ring of Honor TV in 2024 so far, I think it's my match of the year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but next we get a replay of uh, you know the whole BJ Whitmer sharing, uh, sh um, you know hugging Eddie Edwards and uh, Eddie Edwards' last match in Ring of Honor and BJ Whitmer's retirement match. And will I, you know, like showing this in the replay, this is better done than I remembered watching in Final Tell. They did a nice job slapping it all together. Yeah, like Eddie Edwards' expression was really, really. He kind of gave it away, but they said, I mean. Yeah, but the decade is born, and then we kind of get an explanation what the decade is and what they're all about and all that good stuff. And then uh, after that, we get another promo from uh, um, Jay Briscoe. Obviously, as we record, this is the one-year anniversary of his passing. So, Jay, obviously, we still miss you. Um, you know, he's still claiming to be the real champ. Uh, calls Adam Cole a bunch of naughty words I can't say on TV. Um, and then Adam Cole comes out, answers the channel, uh, basically calls uh, Jay a redneck. And then Steve Carino was like, oh, my God, he just said the R word. And, uh, you know, basically Adam Cole says, um, you know, everyone sucks dick except for Matt Hardy. Uh, he's the greatest. And uh, Adam Cole will answer, uh, give Jay an answer to his challenge. Uh, and then he says he's going to do it next week. You have to wait till next week. We'll find out if Jay Briscoe and Adam Cole are going to wrestle. What a cliffhanger, huh? Yeah, Adam. Well, they said that on um... – Commentary that there's going to be a match, right? It's going to be Adam Cole, Matt Hardy against Elgin and Chris Hero against the Briscoes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's in Pittsburgh, right? Our next pay per view? Yes. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I totally missed that. So, yeah, I, I kind of screwed the pooch on this. This week, high fiber. Sorry. It's been. Yeah. Adam, Adam Cole comes out and says, you know, that's a toy. Like, and Steve Green's like, he's the disputed champion. Not undisputed. He's the disputed champion. <laughs> yeah, and then you see something like it, it can't grow legs and crawl to you or something. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. What? I don't know either, but I mean, like I said, there was a lot of stuff censored out on, on Jay Briscoe's part. Kind of like, I don't, I didn't watch Wizards this week in real time, but there was like, things bleeped out. And I'm like, oh... My goodness, because I listened to it on Spotify, and there was stuff like edited out, like bleeped out. I'm like, what is going? <laughs> really? Oh. Okay, then we'll we'll talk about that off air. I think 
That's interesting. But uh, we have another uh, top prospect tournament. Uh, we have, uh, obviously, you know, a kid from the ROH Dojo, Mr. Uh, Cheeseburger uh, versus Hanson. You know, and uh, Steve Carino makes a cracker here real, real quick. I don't know if you caught this, Bill, but Carino says, uh, Cheeseburger looks like the fifth ring post. I was like, oof. Uh, but obviously, Cheeseburger, since, uh, you know, breaking away from his Charlie Haas feud, has been teaming up with uh, Brutal Bob and they're the Brutal Burgers. And for some odd reason, uh, I don't hate that name. Uh, but Cheeseburger put up a good fight here uh, for roughly probably, what do you say, I think, Will, about 30, 45, 35, 40 seconds. Um, and then uh, yeah, before he got leveled with that that heel kick, yeah, pretty much Warbeard uh, Hanson pretty much uh kicks Cheeseburger's head into the third row, and uh, going on to the semifinals is uh Warbeard Hanson, and uh, him versus Andrew Everett, you know, it's gonna be an interesting matchup. You know, we're not gonna spoil who wins there or anything, but it's definitely gonna be a clash of styles there for sure. So. Yeah, I mean, Cheeseburger, I mean, it looked good for, for a couple seconds, but, I mean, this is all intense purposes. I mean, as it should be. I mean, Warbeard's yeah. monster. Um, but next we've got Adam Page versus Mark Briscoe. And uh, then the decade come out because they're kind of, uh, you know, trying to court Mark Briscoe. And Mark ain't having it. And then uh, Page, or Jimmy Jacobs says something to Adam Page and I don't remember. Did Paige slap Jimmy or Jimmy slap Paige? I think Paige slapped Jimmy and then they beat him down, right? Yeah, I feel like I missed him because I wasn't watching this on Double Two, but I just feel like all of a sudden, like Teddy Long was there. The screen of Teddy Long, and all of a sudden it was a tag match play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, yeah, there's a, you know, a fight breaks out and Mark comes to, to you know, they, they beat the decade or beating up and Paige and then Mark, you know, comes to rescue and then, uh, yeah, and like Will said, it turned into a tag match. It was uh, Adam Page and Mark Briscoe versus uh, BJ and Jacobs. And, uh, you know, obviously this is something I really wish was a little bit longer. Um, you know, I'll let this match breathe a little bit. But, uh, you know, Mark and Adam Page would be a fun tag team. I wonder if, you know, they stick together a little bit here. Um, and uh, I did love uh, Mark did the, the, the Cactus Jack elbow on the outside. If you ever, if you forgot, have a nice day, haven't you? I know I've asked you. This I've never, I've never actually finished it. It's really fucking good, Will. It's it's probably one of it my. It is favorite. really good. It's one of my favorite autobiographies. Period. I'm not even talking wrestling autobiographies, but, um, but yeah. And then Steve Carino makes a good point. You know, he says Jimmy Jacobs and Roddy have always kind of, you know, always never claimed to be good guys. They've always kind of been assholes. Uh, but BJ Whitmer, you know, was the real dick in all this because. You know, he was he was playing the good guy, you know, on the nice guy. I'm gonna retire and everything. So and Carino just lights up, like I told you people, I've always hated PJ Whitmer. I wasn't wrong. Look at this piece of shit. So um Roddy got on the call for a little bit, uh says a bunch of crazy shit. I really kind of loved it. Um I love how he said he should be the highest paid person in the Ring of Honor, period. Bar none. Uh but in the end, BJ Whitmer, uh Jacobs hit that I don't know, it looked like a front body slam into a cutter thing on Adam Page uh, for the win. Looked like a kind of a, a nasty finisher. Um, but Will, what do you think of this match and especially uh, the commentary? I, I loved Roddy. His little, <laughs> little stick here on commentary. You know, I dug it. I, d I dug this match. I dug, you know, we, we 
we just got done talking about the video package, like and how they cut together like the old like it was mostly like Jimmy Jacobs was like the oh he's been there for ten years, so it shows like the old, old like old footage of Jimmy Jacobs and it's Roger Strong commentary being like, you know, I should be the highest paid person here. He's like, I've been here, I've done all this stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, really, really enjoyed. I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, you know, I mean, with them going to the four match format, obviously, you know, things are gonna be a little shorter. But uh, next, we get a quick, uh, quick clip here and uh, of last week, and we see Cliff Compton attacking uh, Kevin Steen, and uh, Kevin Steen's all fired up. He's like, Cliff, you remember? There's a reason they call me Steen, Kill Steen. You know, you've got my attention here. I'm gonna whip your ass. So. Um, pretty much everybody from Scum is back except for Henry. So, yeah. Fun quick promo, and then our last match, our TV main event. Um, in his and at some point we we got an ad for um AJ Styles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, AJ Styles will be here in two weeks. We're not sure what capacity or for how long. And uh, you know, Roddy brought that up in his promo. He's like, "Oh, what you know." AJ Styles is going to come back. You know, I never left. I've been here the entire time. I mean, he's getting a title shot, and I'm not. So, you could see AJ Styles in Ring of Honor again. It'd be interesting to see how long it's been since he's been in Ring of Honor. I mean, it's been, excuse me. Probably a better bet in 10 years. Yeah, because, I mean, that would have been just when Ring of Honor just did pay-per-views, basically, right? So... Yeah, there's only way we could find that out, but um, but yeah, our main event uh, with Jay Lethal on the call, uh, we've got Muscle Champa his first TV title defense. I uh, do like the TV title is being defended on TV uh, versus uh, Silas Young. You know, both uh, both these guys are quote unquote from Milwaukee. I don't know if you remember Will in NXT that Champa always came out saying he's from Milwaukee because his wife. Was... We talked about the four, but uh, yeah, Taven. Comes out here real quick and uh, by himself, no truth martini, no also hoopla, no hoopla hotties or anything. And uh, you know, he kind of confronts Chomp a little bit and he says, You know, I didn't get to shake your hand. And uh, he goes to extend his hand uh, to Molly. He says, I I'm gonna get my title back, but before I do want to shake your hand, he beat me that night. And uh, Silas jumps Taven and then they chase each other around. And uh, we're off, Will. And uh, yeah, I, did, I didn't love this opening segment, it felt it felt like they kind of shoehorned that in, and it felt like it went a little long. Yeah. Um, God damn, these two are tailor made for each other. Obviously, um, you know, Silas kind of gets it was it was a hell of a match. Yeah. Um, is this now your your match of uh, match of the year so far in twenty twenty four? Still. Romantic touch and Andrew Everett. If they had gone more to the point here, maybe. Oh. Without the fuckery in the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, that makes sense to me, but... Um, God damn. The, I, the, the knees on the outside where he's like, he runs the length of the wall and hits the knee. Yeah. And then, so, I don't know if this was done on purpose or not, uh, but Silas goes to grab the strap, uh, but what, his foot slipped under the ring and he tripped? Is, 
you think that happened on purpose or not? I couldn't tell. Because he ate a vicious fucking knee. And, I mean, his fucking face exploded. I mean, his nose is broken. And he starts bleeding right off the bat. Um, do you think he was supposed to trip like that, you think? I don't know. It feels weird to say somebody tripped on purpose, right? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like but it's like I, I saw when I was on Facebook on my break the other day and it had the clip of uh, the match. You know, we were talking about Cody Rhodes earlier where he lost the title because he was on like the edge and he takes the drop kick and he puts his foot down and the foot goes through the table and he loses. And the thing was saying like, oh, this was unscripted. This wasn't supposed to happen. It's like Was it or wasn't it? It's like, it feels like they set it up for him to go through that. Like, they set it up for him to, like, put a foot through that table. And it was supposed to be like, oh, haha. But it's like, if it wasn't scripted and he's just standing there, like, on TV, like, all the cameras on him, he's just going to be like, well, fuck me. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You should ask him. You yeah. got you got you got you got connections. I do, I do. Um, I might even see him on Friday. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting because um, there were, uh, you know, Jerry and I talked about this on on Midwestern Western Roundup because um, the locker room is pretty small, so the basically people hang outside. You know, it's supposed to be you know negative thirteen wind chill on Friday. Um, so that, that's balmy for out for you guys. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, you got 30 wrestlers crammed into a room, uh, probably about the size of my living room, maybe. It's going to be interesting. So, um, well, back to the match here real quick. Um, you know, Silas got a broken nose. Uh, he takes a, you know, that one move at top. I can't space the name of the move. But uh, Silas ends up hitting Misery on Ciampa, but Ciampa kicks out. Uh, and then Ch Silas goes for Misery again. Uh, but Ciampa kind of slides out of the way. Uh, pushes off the rope and into a sweet rolling uh, Sicilian stretch for the tap out. Silas pretty much taps out right away. So, um, so Ciampa is successful in his first, you know, TV title match. And then after the match, Silas grabs a strap, but Jade Lethal stops him. Uh, they start fighting. Taven comes in, uh, drop kicks Silas. Uh, they fight, and then in the end, we see Ciampa raising the belts in their faces. Um, yeah, in the near future, we're going to get Jay Lethal versus Ciampa, maybe in Pittsburgh. So, um, even though that's not on TV, but um, all in all, Will, like we always ask this time, like I said, if this is your first um, episode of Ring of Honor television ever, would you keep watching the Ring of Honor? Maybe. I, I was pretty happy with this, other than, like I said, the stuff at the start of the Ciampa match. It just felt like that went a little long. It didn't really feel like Ciampa was like really like listening and like responding to like what Taven was saying. He's just kind of like staring at him, like holding the belt up in his face and like licking his chops, or whatever. It's like, are you, you're not like actively listening. You're not really responding to the person that's in front of you. And it, it's really jarring. Yeah. When somebody's like, I came out here to talk to you, and they are just like, ah, ah, belt. How's that go? Just like that. 
<laughs> hit that back arrow. Go back and listen to it again if you want. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, you know, but, I, I mean, I, I like top prospect tournament. It's always a great time of the year. Yeah, and we're both and they're keeping everything. Well. They're keeping everything moving along quickly. Um, you know, and I, I, I don't know. I'm torn on the four match TV episode. I mean, it's good we're getting more matches because they're telling more stories in the ring, and we had a quick promo. Um, but just some of these matches, I just kind of wish would go a little longer. Um, you know, I would have liked seeing maybe two, three more minutes of Andrew Everett and Romantic Touch. Um, you know, and I think you know that that take you know that impromptu take team match uh, could have benefited from a couple more minutes. Um, so we'll see, but we're getting like you said, we're we're getting more we're getting more matches, we're getting more stories. You know, yeah, it, it, it's keeping stuff. I mean, because the downside, right, to the like the two match thing is you might have stories that aren't even present on TV. Yeah, for a couple weeks, whereas this is like. Keep the balls rolling, like keep it going. We're gonna get through this tournament. We're gonna build up to these other things. But no no what we haven't seen really, Tom, is uh, our tag team champions. Oh yeah. I had to think the first second I kind of forgot who they were. I'm pretty sure it's still Red Dragon, right? They they beat uh Outlaw Inc. at the that final battle. Yeah. That's so, right. There's going to be that renewed focus on tag team wrestling to help carry the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But no, I was happy with this episode of TV. I was not. Couple of good weeks in a row. I also don't. I'm sorry if I spaced and just didn't hear you mention it, but commentary going to shit during the main event with Carino and Lethal, just like yeah, I don't like you at losing all. it, losing it with each other. Well, Kevin Kelly's like, there's, there's both of you stop. There's, there's a match going on in the ring. Yeah. I do kind of like the the the, the, the Carino's trying to toe that line right where he's trying not to acknowledge everything that's happened. But at the end of the day, Steve Carino is still a heel and he's still an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, all in all, enjoyed. Like I said, it's 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 a good time. Like I said, I mean, we know we obviously know we're excited what's going to come out of the top prospect tournament. Um, I mean, yeah, I hope we get Borte teams. Well, I mean, yeah, you got the young bucks waiting in the wings. You know, young bucks, bucks of youth, bucks of youth. You know, I don't think we're getting any more TMDK. They might actually be in NXT by now. Um. Yeah, because I mean the Briscoes are pretty much not going to be taken up, so it'd be interesting to see if if Mark's going to find another tag team or if he's going to do a little bit of a singles run here. So things are things are looking up, Will. So 
Yeah. But uh, Will, before we pull a train in the station here, because um, I'm losing a little bit of steam here. Sorry about that, high fivers. But uh, is there anything else you want to put over and or mention before uh, we wrap it up? No, just if for whatever reason you are not, make sure you're following at ROH Revelry. Um, I'm going to start making sure to be a little more active on there. I did share an article earlier from Slam Wrestling. A uh, friend of the show, Josh Olson, is yep. immortalized in his own trading card. That's along awesome. with other wrestling card collectors. So, I mean, he could say that he's in a group with Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. I mean, that's 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 pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, for a, a librarian from from Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, shouts out to them. I got a paid promotion from uh, none of my friends like comics, but they've been liking the post too. have been interacting more and we're, we're starting to get cooking on maybe having Nick on here and maybe myself and maybe both of us being on an episode with Nick, maybe covering do a power bomb. Maybe that'd be fun. Yeah. I'm down. So, uh, whatever. So, cooking up some crossover episodes so check out none of my friends like comics so kind of similar to like you know tom and i were just saying like is this episode of tv gonna make you keep watching that's what they ask uh at the end of their episodes if if you you know based on what we've talked about is this something that you'd you'd pull and you'd want to read or is it be would this be something that you you drop and uh, you don't really think about again yeah so that's awesome. So yeah, and make sure to listen. If you and, know. Uh, oh. I was just gonna say, and you know, in our wives, visionaries, global media, shining wizards, all the great high fivers and listed. Yeah, to make sure you check out uh, show notes. And we don't actually mention enough. Uh, but in X in dark uh, in darkest days X. Obviously, I did the logo for our show. Um, I do need to get some stickers out. I need to get some more stickers because I'm not liking the quality of these stickers. Uh, but Freeze, I swear I'm going to get you your stickers. Uh, but yeah, you can smash, uh, you know, follow. I got all the Twitters in the notes. So if you need, if you need to follow us, just uh, smash those. And uh, if you need your any logos or anything, make sure you're hitting up, uh, you know, in Darkest Days and everything. And uh, yeah. In I, Brightest Day. In brightest Jesus, sorry. Wow. It's, uh, that's a Green Lantern thing in Brightest Day and Darkest Night. Interesting. Okay. Green Lantern's light. Yeah, and then uh, I know uh, he's he's reeling. You know, a lot of us are hurting from this, this playoff football. Tom, my Steelers fucking sucked the bag. They they had it within one score at one point, and I was ready to eat my hat unprompted because I thought they had no chance of scoring any kind of offense against Buffalo. But you know, they they could have done worse. The Browns got bounced. You're, are you a Packers fan? Born and raised. I know. Your Packers mo moving on. They look decent. Demolish the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> yeah. I mean, really all the games this past weekend. Like, there was like one team that got fucking smashed. My, yeah. uh, my dad and I said, though, the Lions... Maybe the the best result. The only really the Lions beating out uh the only close game, and it's uh 
right? Stafford losing to uh to Goff after they kind of swapped teams. Yeah. Yeah, Stafford won a Super Bowl with the Rams the year after he left. So um you know you I don't... something like my my dad wants to see the Lions and the Bills in the Super Bowl. That'd be fun. There's a tough road to get there because the Lions got to play San Francisco next. No, Packers have San Francisco next. Packers have San Francisco next. Yeah, the Lions. Yeah, the Lions have uh, um, Buccaneers. Yeah, the Packers are the Ooh. first team or the first number seven seed to win a playoff game. I mean, granted, they've only been doing seven wild cards for four years, but imagine I mean, what they imagine what the Packers would have done if they saw Aaron Rodgers. Uh, probably would have lost. Probably. How'd it work out for the Jets? <laughs> and I love Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong, but it was time for a change. But the Packers are the youngest team to make the playoffs in like in like fifty years. So I mean, they're a young team. So Jordan Love from Utah State, big fan of uh, people. A lot of people in the Utah and Idaho are, are known Packer fans because of of Jordan Love. So Utah, yeah, huh? yeah, it's out. Uh, it's out west. But I'm I know where I know where Utah is. I know I was just being funny. I've been to Utah. Beautiful state. My wife was born in I've Utah. Heard, I've heard it's beautiful. Yeah. Um a lot of um uh, I have a friend who works for I don't know if he still works for him, but he worked for StubHub, I think. And he worked out this he lived out this way, but they moved him to their offices out in the Salt Lake area. Hmm, interesting. You want to talk about and fucking snow? Those motherfuckers get snow. God damn. But it's it's not wet snow. I'll drive in snow all day. But the the slushy shit is what gets. Well, yeah, it's 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 uh, Salt Lake's weird. It's got. It's got, I mean, it's got the moisture from the Great Salt Lake and then the mountain, mix of the mountains, so it's it's interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I was out there in 2008, and they got two feet of snow on Christmas Day in one day. Damn. Yeah, I mean, it's it's for donk. So, That's uh, a lot of snow. Yeah. So, but they know how to take care of it out there. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, a lot of, I mean, I'm actually paying attention to the playoffs here. Even if the Packers had lost, you know, I would have. The fact they even made the playoffs is ridiculous. So, but uh, you know, Tom, the the last time the Steelers were in the Super Bowl, they lost to the Packers. No, I'm aware. That was a brutal game. Being the only person who actually cared about the outcome of the game, being heckled by a room full of people. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Yeah, I was working in a. In a gas station, I bet you can guess what in what town I was working in a gas station at. Will was it Stanley, Idaho? It was Stanley, Idaho. Are you considering a vacation, Stanley, Idaho? Signed <laughs> off by Milwaukee Tom. Yeah, just drop my. You can drop uh, the name Tom the Bomb in most local establishments, and I'm sure they'll. Uh, there will be some people that remember them. Remember, so there should be at least. So, that's be your alter ego. You got Milwaukee Tom, and you got Stanley Spock. Oh, it was, it was Tom the Bomb back then. So, Tom the Bomb. That was your drinking days, right? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah. 
name dropping Tom the Bomb may or may not get you thrown out of an establishment. <laughs> no, uh, let, yeah. us know, let us know if you try it. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. I'd be curious to find out. So, but, uh, this is fun. We're at ROH Revelry. I'm at W Mercier Jr. You're at High Five, number five, Tom. Not five spelled out. Not Irish five misfit. Spelled out. Not five spelled out. Brandon's at Irish Misfit. SJ's at Carnival of Chaos with K's. UTT Rob. And then at UTT Rob. And uh, at Visionaries Cold Media, at Shining Wizards. And I'm going to pull a plug because I'm tired. But, Will, thank you, my friend, and I'll talk to you next week. Next week. Later, dude. Later. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.